Good evening, hockey fans. Welcome to the latest episode, uh, a special edition, fresh off the press. Big news coming out of the clan. Um, I think you can take a guess what we're going to be talking about in this podcast. Uh, the big man Malky has departed. The, yeah, the, the ego has left the building. So, before we get into that, do you want to share the podcast title that you came up with? Oh, no pressure. Keep calm, Ron. And carry on. Well done. That was a good one. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> and just to let you know, we are feeling a wee bit under the weather, more so Ailey than me. So we've really, yeah, we're really going to try and grind this one out and uh, maybe make it quite short and sweet. I would say in the, the words of the recently departed Malcolm Cameron, um, just to roll off some bingo, I'm like a wounded animal. I'm running on fumes as well. Just, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry about that. So. We were going to try and record before that, before all this news broke, um, but obviously feeling a wee bit under the weather. So we had a good suggestion on Twitter for the title, which was going to be It's a Hope That Kills You Part 2. Um, that was suggested by Lucy on Twitter. Um, I think last week we had also mentioned what the hand gesture meant. Um, yeah, we were a bit confused about a kind of like a what we thought was a show, show me the money gesture that Malcolm Cameron was making uh, towards the referees. Um, we have been advised by Muir on Twitter that that was um, a gesture that wasn't basically Malcolm Cameron asking for uh, some dollar dollar bills. It was uh, to show that something has come off another player's stick. I don't yeah. know. It, I, you might have gathered that Ailey's trying to read my I'm, notes. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to read what Ian is writing here. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. Yeah, so I think basically their suggestion was that it actually was someone else's stick for whatever the incident was. I've actually forgot it was that long ago. So many losses ago when we asked about that. But anyway, I'd just like to say a big thanks to Mia for shout, shouting on Twitter at us for that. Um, don't know why I said shouting. Um, so... Thanks to everyone for engaging on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. It's been really appreciated. I've, I've had a few messages, tweets. I think we've seen a few people at the, the rink. So hopefully we'll um, maybe try and catch up with some folk at the arena at some point. Um, we do sit in like the recluse section. So like the polar opposite of the noisy section. Sit away from most folk. So yeah, we are a wee bit, how should we say? Maybe the words. Nigel Nomates. Yeah, Nigel Nomates. Anti-social, whatever you want to call yeah. it. So hopefully we can maybe try and catch up with some folks. Because I guess we've we've seen a seen there's a definitely a few people in the same boat as us, alongside some very knowledgeable veterans yeah. of the, the old hockey industry. Yeah. But um, I guess we should move into the, the one of the the, the big segment. Um, we've got a jingle still to be made, but on you go, Ailey. News, news, new, new, new news. <laughs> yeah. I, I did work on this, by the way. If you want to hear the improved version, go on. News, news, we've got some news, 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 here's the news. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll need to maybe um, outsource the jingle. Okay, again, I'll work on that for next week. So the big one, obviously, I mean, I'll, I'll quickly run off the stuff we did have noted down. No only Port Central for 68 weeks. Um, back the bid interview with Cali. Sector School joins Indy Fuel. But I think the big one is that Big Malky's left. No more Malky Puck. No more Malky Puck. Um, so Dyson Stevenson is taking over as his assistant coach and Dixon is going on to be the, the interim coach, I think. Interim head coach, yeah. Yep, so um, a wee bit of a movement there. And obviously the big one is obviously Malky leaving. I think this is going to sound controversial, but it's almost a wee bit disappointing how this season's went because I felt like last season we finished in a bit of a buzz. You know, hashtag Malky Puck was all the go and 
some people may or may not have bought a t-shirt. Let's let, don't bring up old wounds. I don't. Let's not talk about it. Those those <laughs> t-shirts. Um, but I felt last season, to be fair to Cameron, I thought he did well with the team he had. I don't know. That was maybe one of his excuses. But I also thought he, he kind of he said what his system was up front. His interviews afterwards seemed relatively on par with what we were watching, and I guess as we all thought, I think most. Clan fans were quite excited for this season coming that it was a good platform to build on, mm-hmm. thinking that there was only one way and that was up. And unfortunately, it just it just hasn't worked. Um, 17 games without a win is just quite a poor showing. And I guess you could say maybe the last three or four matches, yeah, we've suffered known Laporte, Dixon, Waltz and a whole load of other folk being out injured. But I guess the honest truth is it wasn't much better before those injuries. No, well, that was the whole reason that we're not going to name any names mostly because we don't know how to pronounce his name but the controversial signing that was why he was getting brought in wasn't it because they weren't performing and that was how many weeks ago uh, gosh that feels like forever but, but yeah it's been exactly. forever. so this has been going on for quite a while so i think um yeah it was i feel like it's been it's been disappointing but i think the time's kind of come and i guess obviously that controversial signing is cast a big shadow over Malcolm Cameron and his kind of tenure as manager because yeah obviously wasn't the, the most well thought out signing and to be fair he's never or he's never really addressed it and I'm hasn't I guess he's been told not to to be fair to him I'm guessing yeah I'm for guessing, legal reasons I'm and I'm guessing we're probably not going to hear any more about it because I'm going to hazard I guess he's I'm assuming maybe got a payoff and been told that's it mm-hmm. sign this NDA as they would say in suits so I don't know if we'll hear, mu- hear much more in that kind of saga to know how involved actually was he. Um, it has a guess he was a wee bit involved. But yeah, for me, yeah, look, I thought this season was going to be a cracker. I thought we were, I bought into the, we're, we're getting to the playoff finals, we're Challenge Cup and we end up with zero, zero. It's been pretty bad and the, yeah. the team's not clicked. Now I would say that on paper this team, from what I can see, looks much better than what we had Last season, if I'm looking at the team, who did I take back? Was it Smyer? Schmier. Schmier. Yellowhorn. Haywood. They're probably the guys. And I guess now when you look at it, Haywood's a guy that we could probably really use use about the club with his kind of like bringing the team together and trying to corral these guys forward because it's, it's not looking great. I've even spoke about, and I'm sure we'll go on to speak about the most recent kind of performances, but... At this rate, I would even take Cody Saul back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I've messaged a few folks saying, maybe he wasn't that bad after all. The big yeah. the big fella. Choo-choo, I'm all on board this old train. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it's just not worked out. Obviously, I think I'll, I think, I think most clans are, clan fans are quite relieved that he's gone. Yeah. Um, I think, obviously, I'm a bit of a cloud. I'm obviously disappointed it didn't work out because at the start of the season, we are obviously bought new season. I got hold of something, we're going to go flying. We've not seen a win yet. Um, but I think at the same time, people need to be a bit realist- realistic, I suppose, and yeah. not uh, Rome wasn't built in a day and all that. So I don't think things are going to kind of miraculously change overnight. Obviously, it would be nice to get a win on Saturday, just, I don't know, pr- prove that it was the coach that was. Uh, holding the team back but I, I don't think well like we said half the team I think are out injured so yeah, things aren't going to miraculously uh, our luck won't miraculously change I don't think but 
Turning over a new leaf, what do you mean? It's not only are they, they get every down players injured, now the players that are there are having to also coach and play. Because yeah. I know, I think Dixon before, when he was coaching, um, and I don't know how long he's out injured for, and I might just tie in with that, but when he was, he took, he ended up not playing when he was coaching. I just don't think we can afford to not have Dyson or Dixon not in the ice because we literally have nobody mm-hmm. at this. Not very many people. What was it? I mean, I did watch Cameron's post-match interview where he did say they were pretty much playing what two two defenders and one guy up and two forwards or something like that in defence. So yeah, I think Mitch Jones played like what thirty-seven like, shifts. I don't know how many minutes that was, but pretty yeah. much I think it would be. Close to sixty, you can get. Right? Yeah, so I think going forwards, like it's one of his ones. Uh, I, th- I think that I think seventeen losses in a row. I think it's in any sport in their job. So yeah, I think it was t- the time was up. Whether you like the guy or not, seventeen losses is not something you can kind of kind of go on with. So it was probably I'd probably unfortunately say probably f- maybe a couple of games too late. Mm-hmm. Um, but going forwards, I think we've obviously got a bit of a difficult situation that whilst Cameron's gone. You know, maybe morale lifts a wee bit potentially out of that. I'm not sure how many players signed back on the kind of back of Cameron signing. You know, did Muse come because Cameron's here? Mm-hmm. All these different focus. You know, I'm having a guess it might be a mixed bag in the dressing room. I think, judging from some players' tweets, they didn't quite see eye to eye with them, and it seems like others, you know, were pretty much brought in came because they quite liked them. So, be interesting to see. I think overall it shouldn't be too bad, but. Going forwards, we've got no GM, we've got no coach, and we've got, well, we do, we've got a fill-in coach, and we've got no commercial director, really, with Jerry leaving, so we're a wee bit of a rudderless ship at this point, and for me, I kind of, if we just look at the GM and forget all the other roles, if I was a GM, you know, I don't know how comfortable I'd feel knowing that the person who's hiring me is trying to sell the club, and the people that come in might decide that they're not the right fit for the club, so to me, it feels like a wee bit of a tough sell for anyone coming in. If because I think as clan fans, we thought Malky was going to be the kind of you know hopefully I think we hoped he was going to be the person that you know would get us moving up maybe a couple of places and progressing over the years. And I think he even talked about it in interviews not even that long ago, a month or two, but he was saying I think he was talking about hopefully recruiting folk for the next season or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think it's going to be a wee bit difficult um, going forward to recruit potentially these. Co- some coaches, if they know that there's a new management structure coming in place and they may not be the, the fancy. I kind of was hoping that in the statement today, obviously there was the big news about Malcolm Cameron, I was hoping there'd be some sort of update about the GM situation because I'm just assuming that uh, Dixon is head, or interim head coach, he's not going to be able to make any signings in that role, I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, for kind of injury cover. So, what are we? Are we waiting until we get an actual head coach? In which case, when's that going to be? I can't imagine. Again, if we the Neil Black's going to be in any rush to appoint someone from for how many? How many? How many more weeks left of this season? Oh, I don't know. I should have heard someone say we're almost like twenty five percent of the way through. Yeah. But I think for me, like, yeah, that's a, that's going to be a difficult point. Is signing the players who's got control but I think I don't know if, if it's sustainable to keep playing such a depleted squad and whether that means calling up even more folk from Solway surely mm-hmm. given 
you know, whether it was Jones, 37 shifts, regardless of whether he's the better player out of the lot, surely you're just going to burn this guy out where he risks even further injury. Yeah. That we're either going to, if we're not signing for it, we're going to have to try and get some of these players for Solway to play up or whatever, or, or I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm not too clued up in the whole hockey biz like that, but um, yeah, we, I definitely think we need some reinforcements, but um I think going forwards from whoever they do bring in, I think for me, I just want them to have an identity of what it is they're trying to do. I, f- I felt like that's where for me, Cameron, um, I quite liked him last season, to be honest. This season, it's just went complete belly up. But at least last season, I felt like he kind of, he set his stall out of what he was doing with the team. And you could kind of see that on the, the pitch, whether you liked it or not. It wasn't exactly the most entertaining hockey. I just would hope that we get someone who's just going to say, here's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Now, that's going to be difficult when you've got half your team out and you're playing guys at forwards and defence and all that kind of stuff. But I really hope we get someone in who's just try, maybe plays a different style of hockey to Cameron because we're going to have to try something a wee bit different. Yeah, I think the issue with Cameron was that it was kind of square square peg, round hole kind of thing. He'd brought in this team and it just it didn't obviously match up with whatever his style. I, I would disagree. I don't think he even had a style, to be honest, <laughs> this year particularly. Yeah, that's what I was meaning. I don't think this season he had a style. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. I think last season, I, I personally, maybe I've got it wrong. I thought he kind of set a stall out of what they were trying to do. Be yeah, fight, defensive, defensive, hard to break down, trying not to concede too much and try and kind of get some stuff in the break by just playing like, kind of hard. But mm-hmm. whereas this season, I'm not really sure what the style was because I remember at the start we were scoring loads of goals, but we couldn't kind of defend. Now we can't score lots of goals. And we can't defend. And we can't, <laughs> can't defend. Um, so, uh, but I just don't think he. I think it, I think he's. He just didn't really have an identity for the team, and uh, yeah. So I guess you know. Hope fingers crossed as a positive step in the way forwards, but I still think it's going to be another tough couple of games, maybe even another month or two before we see sort of turnaround. I'm hoping we'll still we've still got an opportunity to get into the playoffs, but some other teams are going to have to take a bit of a tanking, and we're going to have to really step up some wins. But it's just hard to. See if we had all the players fit and not injured, and we changed the managers. I could kind of see maybe some sort of rejuvenation, but at the moment I'm kind of struggling to see how this squad of players are going to turn around with so many injuries. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think maybe some of the players, if we're being brutally honest, maybe haven't also lived up to the hype that they maybe brought when we signed them, which might be controversial, and I'm hoping to be proven wrong. But yeah. we've had a few folk that, like I think Hayden, I think was probably picked to be in like the third line is now probably the Nolan Report replacement at this point. Yeah, he's been and really good. He's been he's he's been kind of like the the shining light of all of this. He yeah. seems to be kind of getting in and amongst it. And you can almost see that I think in the last match we watched last night, uh, what was it, Nottingham Panthers? Yeah. Um you could almost see I think the Panthers realised he was a threat and were just kind of almost out to try and like what was that f- penalty that the guy just absolutely <laughs> That was shocking. That was the fact that only got two minutes was ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I think he's been kind of shining light. Dyson, to be fair to him, I think's been pretty good. He's yeah. been kind of, I think he's definitely been putting his body in the line, blocking shots. Muse obviously has been what was that match? Oh, the one where he had like ninety was it? Like, it was like ninety four shots, a point nine five average or something like that before overtime. It was like it was just. He was just getting blasted out all over. Like. I think it was like what fifty nine shots on goal, so pretty much like yeah, one a minute. Yeah, 
he which was, is just bananas. And I think that kind of highlights that, you know, not to enter the Driscoll goalkeeper debate, I think, as I, I think we've said from when we started this podcast that the goaltending probably played a part, but it's definitely the defending's definitely proven to be a costly issue. And mm-hmm. I'm begin, you know, I think Muse obviously looks like a good addition. I think he's still been culpable of similar mistakes at points as Driscoll, maybe not to the same extent, mm-hmm. but I think it's just shown that maybe the 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 D needs reinforced. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we could go into all the match reviews of the last time, but I don't know if there's much point now that the. The coach is moving on and we're on, moving on to pastures now. There was obviously the Get Milky Out chant. <laughs> there was the Get Milky Out chant. That was a, a Cardiff game, wasn't it? Yes. Uh-huh. Which I think it was actually the Cardiff fans who, who started it. We, we sat in kind of... We, what, what block do we sit in? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We, we sat in a recluse selection, kind of relatively kind of... Trend- if the Ukrainian folk aren't there from the cruise ship there's nobody else around us is yeah. the best way of saying it so yeah they were there and they started the chant albeit I misheard them I thought they said get Malky in I thought that made sense for a way fan you'd say you want the coach that's not getting you wins to be in and I got a wee bit of abuse on Twitter <laughs> for that one from some Cardiff fans or whoever um, so yeah they, they were louder than us at that get Malky out chant and I think that's for me when it definitely felt the tide was turning uh, yeah I was going to say that I think that that game as well from what I can remember um, Malcolm Cameron stopped walking across the ice the Bhutan yeah um, at the end of each period, uh, don't know where he went. He must have just. I, I think I, I we, we made some notes, which I don't know if you want to read out. That uh, has he bothered borrowed Harry Potter's invisibility cloak? That was <laughs> one comment. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think he and I think he was watching the warm ups from behind. Like the goals rather than at the side. Yeah. But speaking of behind the goals, we did see Nolan Lepore behind the goals and he has a cast, I think, in his right arm. So that's, I think, maybe an optimistic six to eight weeks <laughs> looking at it. Um, so, yeah, that we saw we saw um, Nolan Lepore at the end of that one. We, I think we were only there because we bought a shirt off the back, so we're waiting in the draw. It was that bad a match. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did actually put that the, the game was that bad that the dancing ladies who would like to give a shout out to in section M were more entertaining than anything in nice. Uh, I, I, obviously, if you're listening, we absolutely love you. You've got the best dance moves ever. Our particular favourite for myself is uh, the Cotton Eye Joe. Um, yeah, definitely. Team. So yeah, much much better than any any of the on ice product last last week. Yeah, so it it, it wasn't um, great that that match. I think if you just move quickly on to Coventry, and to be fair, um, again I think it was, if it was if memory serves me, Hayden and Dyson were probably the standout players there. Definitely. Um, I think this is where this is probably one of the more embarrassing moments of the. Of this seventeen loss run streak when Buessa and Massey collided <laughs> into each other, just knocked each other out. We're already sitting with about fifteen injuries, and then they they managed to just skate into each other in the in like the offensive zone. It was just, it, it, it was what's that way? If you don't laugh, you'll cry. Yeah. Um. So, but what I think we may save this for the summer, and there's maybe not as much hockey going on. Um. Good interval entertainments. Oh, yeah, we can do a ranking of our favourite entertainment across yeah, the uh, 
the league. We've seen so far uh, Cardiff with the kind of bubble, mm-hmm. people in the bubble kind of bouncing each other. In Coventry, they had like musical chairs and ice uh, with like, I think it was kind of like five to ten year olds going around this like, kind of <laughs> circle in the middle to try and run in these bean bags. And there was, there was this, that, that, that looked a disaster waiting to happen. I don't know what the shin pads were protecting, but <laughs> um, that was that was that was really really funny. They also had a wee lorry, so I was wondering, did we get a wee tractor for Clangus or something like that? Nice. Um, but anyway, I think we'll save that for the summer when there's nothing else to talk about. But to be fair, we didn't think we'd have that much to talk about with the clan, and all of a sudden we've had like the most uh, dramatic six weeks exactly in a while. So, I it's been a tough one the past seventeen losses. I think. It was probably the gig was up probably with those losses with Malky. Um and I think with the other things clouding them, it's probably the for the best for the club. I don't think it's ever great to see people kind of lose their jobs or whatever. And I th- as I say, I quite liked Malky in his first season, but I think hopefully this provides a good start to reunite the fan base that's mm-hmm. been quite maybe fractured and a bit doom and gloom. So hopefully, we can use this to kind of try and put away all these differences yeah. and get cracking on with the rest of the season. It's going to be a tough one. I don't think there's any mistakes about it, but hopefully we can just try and rally around and get ourselves across into that eighth spot for a playoff position. And then who knows what could happen? Maybe we get a win. I don't know. Maybe win the playoffs. Um, <laughs> I appreciate the optimism. Onwards and upwards.